You Can Handle Anything, episode number 335. Welcome to the You Can Handle Anything podcast. I'm your host, Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions, keeping you from fully enjoying the moments and people in your life. But I also know that while getting emotionally stuck is inevitable, staying emotionally stuck is a choice. In this podcast, we'll explore the everyday emotional situations we all face, and I'll share with you the tools and strategies I developed that will empower you to get emotionally unstuck from them one moment at a time, so you can feel free, remain in control, and bring more ease into your life and into your relationships. Let's get started. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So today, I want to talk about self-doubt. Self-doubt is one of those feelings that can be really debilitating. It can be really crippling and it can lead to imposter syndrome and in general, just holding yourself back from living your best life. Now, it's one thing if the self-doubt comes from within you, which already is a challenging thing in and of itself, but it's another thing entirely when someone else plants self-doubt within you. While they might not do it on purpose, it can often feel like the self-doubt that they put inside of your mind has even more weight than the self-doubt that just stems from within you. And the reason it feels like it has more weight is because you actually believe what they're saying, and then you feel stuck. So let me share with you a story that happened just the other day so that you understand more about what I'm talking about. So every year in Israel, there's an event called the Swim Across the Sea of Galilee Swim. It's a huge event in Israel where thousands of people participate. Even people come from outside of Israel to participate in this swim. In fact, I spoke about this event at least once, if not twice already on this podcast, because it's something that I participate in almost yearly. And so I always have stories to share with you, just like I do this week. So in the past, I participated in this event with friends, friends who know how to swim, friends who have participated in the event in the past, or friends who believed that they could complete the swim. I happen to be a strong swimmer, and while I don't swim fast necessarily, I can do this swim in about two hours, nonstop. Okay, so this year, my two younger sons said they wanted to join me in the swim. They've never participated in this event before, but they said they were ready for it. So my sons are 12 and 15 years old. When my husband heard this, he kind of quietly took me to the side and said that he was a little hesitant about the boys being able to complete the swim. But I told him I think that they would be fine, especially with me by their side, because not only am I a strong swimmer, I was also a lifeguard for many years. And so I had the skills to be able to support people in distress in the water. And maybe even more importantly, starting, I think it was last year, the organizers of this event made it mandatory that each participant swims with a float that is attached to a belt that you wear around your waist. And they made this new rule, unfortunately, because of a drowning incident. So I was certain that even if my boys would get tired or if it would be hard for them, you know, they'd be able to put their head on the float and rest on it, like everything would be fine. 
Anyway, the following morning when we were getting ourselves all packed up, by the way, my daughter was also participating and her boyfriend was participating. So my daughter, who is my oldest, came to me in the kitchen and she quietly mentioned also that she thought it wouldn't be a good idea for the boys to do this race. By the way, when I say the swim, there's actually two paths. There's like the long one and then there's a short one. And I always do the long one. And so my daughter was saying, you know, it would be better for them to do the short one. But my response back to her was, it'll be fine. Well, when we were talking, my older son, the 15-year-old, came in and said, what are you talking about? And my daughter honestly replied, saying that she was thinking it's going to be too hard for him. And I looked at my son as she said those words. And I felt, you know, self-doubt starting to creep on my son's face. I could like see it, right? But again, out loud, I just replied back to my daughter saying, I think the boys are going to be totally fine. Now, this particular son and I have been doing a lot of work with getting unstuck in the last month. I got him a journal, the one that I gift to the members of my community, and we've been filling out one page every single day, which means Basically, getting unstuck from one situation, doesn't matter what the situation is, every single day for a few weeks right now. And I have to say, this process, doing this work with my son has been so amazing for him, for me as his mom, and also for us in our relationship. Anyway, I'm sharing this with you to say that he is familiar with how to get unstuck And he's familiar with the fact that we have stories in our minds that are not necessarily true. And he's familiar with knowing exactly how to get himself unstuck from those stories step by step. And so I didn't say anything to him. I could have. I could have asked him, right, like what he was thinking or, you know, how he was doing, but I didn't. And instead, we packed ourselves up. We drove to the Sea of Galilee, which is about 30 minutes away. We parked our car. We got to the starting line and we started to swim. I'll spare you the details, but I will say that this was the most arduous swim I have ever done in my life. My 15-year-old was actually totally fine. It was my 12-year-old who had the trouble. And because we were kind of racing against the clock because of the sun coming up and it was a super hot day, even though we got in the water just after 6.30 in the morning, Within the first half hour of the swim, it was clear that my 12-year-old needed help. And because we were wearing these belts, right, with a rope attached to it that had the float attached to it, he had something to hold on to, aka me. (laughs) And basically, I tugged my younger son, who was like dead weight, across the Sea of Galilee nonstop for over four hours and a half hours. It was hard. But the truth is, I didn't really feel tired or winded. Again, I am a strong swimmer. The truth is, I was actually shocked when we got out of the water and I asked someone what time it was and they told me it was past 11.15. I didn't really notice the time passing like that. My kids were definitely complaining. They were tired. They were thirsty. But I just like, you know, kept going. Anyway, I learned my lesson. And thank God we were totally fine. But the point I want to get to here is about my 15-year-old. At the end of the swim on our way home, I asked him, 
you know, remember in the morning when your sister said you wouldn't be able to do it? What were you thinking in that moment? Like, did you believe her? Were you nervous about that? Did you have self-doubt? Did you take on her story? And his answer was, no, I didn't take on that story. I caught myself. I understood it was her story and it wasn't even true. I mean, it didn't even happen yet. So how could it be true? Wise words, right? I think what I love so much about this story is exactly what I tell my students. And that is that once you start embracing the unstuck method in your life, and you start to untangle yourself from the feelings that keep you stuck, the more accessible this practice becomes. And eventually you may find that instead of you doing the tool, the tool starts doing you, which is what happened with my son in that moment, which was so awesome to see. And so my dear friends, have you ever been in a situation where someone said something to you and it caused you self-doubt? Did you get stuck on the words that they said to you? You know, just because someone says something to you doesn't mean their words are true. It doesn't even mean their words are close to being true. It just means that's their story, their perspective, their feeling about it. That's all. And you don't need to take on their story. Okay, my dear friends, in just a couple of weeks, I am going to be turning 50. I decided to do a really fun and challenging project in honor of my birthday, and I can't wait to share more about it with you next week. So please stay tuned. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me, wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the You Can Handle Anything podcast. If you want to learn how to handle the everyday emotionally challenging situations you face in your life, you have to learn how to get emotionally unstuck. That's why I want to invite you to my live workshop where I personally guide you through the unstuck method step by step, and I show you how to tailor this tool to address the specific places you feel stuck in your life. This is a live experience because I want you to have access to me to ask any questions you may have. What would it be worth to you to know how to get emotionally unstuck at any moment? Click the link in the show notes or head over to my website, shiragura.com forward slash experience and save your spot at the next workshop. I look forward to meeting you there.